another episode of the Conspiracy Podcast. I'm your host, Ray. Thanks for tuning in. I hope everyone has washed their hands. Anywho, let's get right into this. So today I'm going to talk about secret societies. Well, particularly one secret society, the Rosicrucian Order, or the Order of the Rose Cross. So what exactly is this? The Rosicrucian Order was a cultural movement which arose in Europe in the early 17th century after they published several texts which announced the existence of a herbitu unknown esoteric order. This kind of got a lot of people interested because like, oh, this seems very interesting. Essentially, these guys focused on like ancient Egyptian, Greek mythology, stuff like that. They also have references to the Cabal, alchemy, and Christian mysticism, mysticism rather. So the Rosicrucian Manifestos herded a universal reformation of mankind through a science allegedly kept secret for decades until the intellectual climate might receive it. So controversy arose as you'd expect. A rose, kind of funny. <laughs> right, right, never mind. A rose, whether they were a hoax or whether the order of the Rosy Cross or the Rosicrucian Order or Rosicrucian Order were hiding something else. So this is where it gets a bit odd. What were these guys exactly hiding, or were they hiding it? No one is too sure. In 1660, a Johnin Valentin Andreas. Andreas, you like how I say that? Famously said that with um, basic society. Some scholars of esotericism suggested that the statement was later made by Andreas in order to shield himself from the rat of religious um, political, political sorry, institutes. Because back then, I mean, the church and various religions were in charge. So anyone that kind of strayed away from the church was basically classed as bad or evil and this is kind of where a lot of um, other esoteric scholars taught this Jonas Andreas Geezer was just kind of trying to cover his ass from them if you saying, oh he believes in this therefore he's one of them sort of thing and that's kind of where it goes from there They're also quite open one of their members a Michael Myers I know it sounds like the guy from Halloween or one of those shows um, described Rosicrucianism as having came from traditions like ancient Egyptian, Brahma and Arabic traditions, stuff like that. He prom he basically told the world that it promoted spiritual transformation for a time of great turmoil. So this would have been 15, 15, 15 1500s, 1600s, there was probably a lot going on back then. My history isn't too good, so I didn't do a lot on the history of this at a time of great turmoil. So the manifestos influenced many figures to seek esoteric knowledge. So this was the big thing. 17th century occultists, such as Mike, Michael Myers, sorry, I thought he was a member. Well, I think he is a member. Anyway, it says he's a member. So Robert Flood and a Thomas Vaughan interested themselves in Rosicrucian worldviews. According to historian David Stevenson, it was influenced on Freemasons the Freemasons, which emerged in Scotland. In later centuries, many esoteric societies have claimed to describe, or sorry, have claimed to diverse from the original Rosicrucian order. 
it's symbolized by the rosy cross so it's pretty much the symbol you see here is a yellow cross with a rose in the middle the largest most influenced member of the society rather um, is the order of the rosicrucian order or amorc these ones are currently still going today they have their own website so it's worth looking at it seems very interesting and so far nothing here seems sinister so we'll go to the origin so rosicrucian we're going to go to the rosicrucian manifestos so the origin of the manifestos which are the scriptures was between 1640 and 1617 they were anonymous manifestos first in german and later in the european language they were called the pharma fatidantist or something like that or rather the fame of the brotherhood of rc or the confession of the brotherhood of rc that's what they're so rather in 1614 and 1617 three anonymous manifestos were published first in german and later in traditional or rather throughout europe the first one was called the fame of the brotherhood of rc so that clearly means the fame of the brotherhood of the rosy cross that was 1614 and the next one is the confession of the brotherhood of the rosy cross that was 1615 there is also german names of them but i'm not gonna try to pronounce them here because my german is crap so oh also and the third one now was called father brother c or c that was the third manifesto um, what was that about? Well, okay, we'll tell you a little bit about what they say here. So, in the, in, in the manifestos, the year 1378 is presented as the birth year of our Christian father. So, they're talking about a god or godlike or Jesus of some sort. And it's stated that he lived for 106 years after studying in the Middle East under various masters. Possibly, um, uh, philosophers and traditionists is basically what he may have been trained or rather learned his bits and pieces from so he was unable to spread his knowledge unable to spread his knowledge that he had acquired pronouncing european scientists and philosophers instead he gathered a small circle of friends disciples and founders of the rosicrucian order okay so that was in roughly 1407 or so they say here during his lifetime the order was said to compromise no more or sorry to have no more than eight members each a doctor a sworn bachelor each member undertook an oath to heal the sick but without, without payment to maintain a secret fellowship and to find replacements for himself, himself rather before he died Three such generations have suppressed past between 1500s and 1600s, a time when scientific, philosophical and religious freedom have grown so that the public might benefit from the Rosicrucian knowledge so that they were not seeking, were, were now seeking good men. So it seemed so far they seemed like they were doing good stuff. Okay, now there's other things, the receptions and stuff are saying that. The manifestos war and are not taken literally by many but rather regardless either as hoaxes or allegational statements they say we speak unto you by parable but the world willingly brings you to the right simple easy and expo uh, ignatius exposition understanding declaration and knowledge of all secrets the first Rosicrucian Manifesto was influenced by the work of the respected 
hermetic philosopher Hendrik Ku Harat, sorry, the names are so hard, of Hanburg, an author of, I'm not even going to say his book, but I'll try, I'll try to say it once I because I cannot say this for the life of me. So listen up, it is called. Okay, so that was in 1609, who was in turn influenced by John Dee. That's an author of, oh my God, another one. <laughs> This is insane. Oh my god, this is oh, some of the some of the things here I can't pronounce it. So Monas Heregalafiska. So that's probably wrong. But you can uh, you can look it up yourself if you want. It's quite it's quite interesting. The event and then there was an invitation of their royal wedding. In the clinical wedding of Christian Ranas, this is supposed to be their kind of Prophety person, but I cannot for the life of me pronounce his name. Sorry, guys, this is a fucking disaster. But I'll continue on. So, Rosicrucian Enlightenment. So, in in nearly 17th century, the manifestos caused excitement throughout Europe by declaring the existence of secret brotherhood of alchemists and sages who were prepared to transform the art, science, religion, and political and intellectual landscapes of Europe which unfortunately wars of politics and religion ravaged and the works were reissued several times followed by numerous various changes favorable other worries between they were more so favorable between 1614 and 1620 400 manuscripts and books were published which discussed the Rosicrucian documentaries so so these things are quite deep I'm, I haven't looked at them myself but by going through all the research I have here and I do apologize for a lot of blundering here but I'm trying to get this out there and hopefully you guys can take something from it so the peak of the Rosicrucian order was reached when two mysterious posters appeared on the walls of Paris so this is like cicada cicada stuff you know so they're putting these little kind of posters up weirdly this was in 1622 within a few days of each other the first one said we are the deputies of the higher council of the Rosicrucian do make our stay visible and invisible in the city so very kind of cryptic and you and the second ended with the word the thoughts attached the real desire of seeking will land us to him and him to us so this sounds very kind of religious and stuff like that very very cryptic so even by doing the research on this it has been giving me a headache to try and get my head around a lot of this stuff because there's so much involved in it um, i'm going to continue on with more info about this modern scholars for example adam mclean and giordo belte assumed that among the first followers of the rose cross there was also the german guy a theologian Daniel Kramer who in 17 in 1617 published the bar, bizarre trains essentially saying that Jesus at and Russa cross versa the true society of Jesus and the rosy cross is getting kind of into the I suppose Knights Templar and stuff like that when it gets further so he basically done a thing containing 40 emblematic figures accompanied by the biblical quotations the literal works of the 16th and 17th century were full of enigmatic passages containing references to the Rose Cross as the following. For what we do, passenger, is not engrossed. For what we breed 
of the Rosy Cross, we have the Manson world and the secret site, things for to come, we can foretell a light. So I'm not sure what that means. The idea of such an order was insane to some people, but you know, back then they had some crazy beliefs and today people still have some crazy beliefs. Um, there's le legacy in uh, esoteric orders. The Rose Cross is designed is basically if you look at something to do with the Freemasons. So according to John Pierre Bayard, two Rosicrucian inspired Manskin rites. Okay, so the the Manskin rites, Masonry rites. Sorry, emerged towards the end of the 18th century in reflecting the Scottish rite. Have you seen the symbols for these ones? There's like Jewish and Christian symbols alike, so they're linking it to various religions, it would seem. We're gonna go through the modern side of things now. So during the late 19th century and 20th century, which is close enough to us now, or what am I saying, close enough to the past, sorry. Um, God, I'm, I'm so sorry for the mess ups on this podcast today. I thought it was going to be a bit easier to put out there, but clearly it is not, and I hope you're making some sense of it so far. So anyway, during the late 19th and early 20th century, various groups styled themselves on the Rosicrucian Order, Rosicrucian Order. The version of groups who links themselves to the Rosicrucian traditional can be divided into three categories. Esoterian Christians. Okay. Um, Masonic Rosicrucians. Uh, such as the Sonus Rosicrucina um, and groups such as the Golden Dawn which I will do a bit more on the Golden Dawn are quite an interesting group and it links to Alistair Crowley and other sides of things and you know we've got some there's some Irish bits and bobs in there as well so esoteric Christian Rosicrucian school provided esoteric knowledge related to the inner teachings of Christianity the Rosicrucian Fellowship in 1909 at Mount Escala basically teaching present and mysteries in the form of esoteric knowledge of which Christ spoke to Matthew 13.11 and Luke 18.10. The Fellowship Seek prepared to individual thought, harmonizing development of mind and heart and in a spiritual unselfish service to mankind and to all embrace ultram ultrams whatever just to be, to be kind to everyone according to the Rosicrucian order it was founded in 1330 and composed of 12 existing beings gathered around a 13 a 13 to whom is christian ron's gift he's their kind of their, their jesus i guess you could say so that's a little bit about them. I'm just, it's very hard to kind of keep track of everything on this. Um, I will try to do a bit more, but not for not, not for the foreseeable future of other podcasts to get going. So I want to do one that's a little less uh, nitty gritty and deep like this one here, because there is a lot in this and it probably didn't make much sense to a lot of people. So I'd just like to say thanks for listening and bearing with me. And I just... Sorry for all the blunders, and I hope you'll enjoy the podcast anyway. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.